to the Bible studio once again. My name is Adiola Moses Adildi. I want to greet everyone that has been following us, all our listeners, our followers. And tonight, we want to look at the topic, the letter of Christ to the seven churches. We have talked about the, uh, this uh, one to six church, the six churches, that's the, the church of um, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pagamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia. And today, we'll be looking at the church of Laodicea. So, thank you, my pastor. Okay. The letter to the seven churches is actually in Revelation chapter 3, from verse um, 14 downwards. And then the church of Laodicea happened to be the last or the seventh church. And then we laid emphasis on why, of course, there were so many churches, but Christ was deliberate to, to write letter to the seven, to just seven, and telling you why he chose seven, because seven is the number of perfection. So what he has said to one, he has said to all. What he has said to seven, he has said to all the churches, irrespective of your denomination. And then when we talk about church there, we actually mean individuals, because you are the church, you are the ecclesia, you are the called out ones. So, it, so when we say church, now, to the seven churches you, you just mentioned, sir, from um, Ephesus to Smyrna to Pagamos to Sardis to Philadelphia, to Philadelphia, none of those churches actually exist now. So Christ is invariably speaking to the end-time church, to the end-time body of Christ. How do I know that? Because the same revelation says, let him that has here. It is a let the church that has here. So it is actually um, individualistic. It's, 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 it's actually a letter to the individual Christians. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah. And Christ said, upon this rock will I build my church and the, the gates of hell. And of course, the great. church was talking about is actually you and I. Do you get it? Yes. So, and we said, we have that from um, Revelation chapter 3, mm. from verse 14. Let me pick some verses before we move forward. And to the angel of the church of the Laodicean writes, the letter is actually written to the angel of the church. And we said the angel of the church is actually the leader or the pastor of each church. So Christ intends to speak to the shepherd and the shepherd should speak to the, to the sheep or to the flock. This thing says the amen, the faithful and the true. Why is Christ calling himself the amen? What does amen mean? Amen means so it is. So whatever is in the book of Revelation, so it is. It's not debatable. It's not negotiable. You cannot, whether you're comfortable or not, this is what it is. Do you understand? Yeah. The apologetics of the scriptures. He said, the faithful and the true. Mm. So Christ affirms his faithfulness that even though this church may not be faithful, I remain faithful. Even though you are not through, I remain through. Mm. Witness the faithful, true witness. The beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that you are neither cold nor ought. Hmm. I, I could wish you were cold or ought. So then, because you are lukewarm, and neither cold nor ought, I will vomit you out of my mouth, because you say, I am rich, I've become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know what you are, that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I cancel you to buy for me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, and white garments that you may be clothed that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eyes of that you may see as many as I have I love 
I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Can you link, link something there? Hmm. So, a lukewarm church is a church that has people who are not zealous and people who have not repented. Verse 20 says, Behold, I stand at the door of and knock. If any hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. And I also overcame and sat down with my father on his, on his throne. He was an ear. Let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Hmm. So that is the, uh, the summary of that church. Hmm. Now, if I may ask, what is lukewarmness? Lukewarmness. According to what you have read. Okay. So you are neither cold nor hot. Yes. So lukewarmness is the major characteristic of that church. If you look at the church of um, Laodicea, to characterize them, just say the lukewarm church. Now, what does lukewarmness mean? It means a lot of things. Number one, you are said to be lukewarm when you are not hot and when you are not cold. You are not at any of the extremes. You are just in between. You are just an hypocrite, dancing in between. That is what lukewarmness means. When your conviction dies, do you understand? Mm. For example, there are a lot of Christians who are not so convinced and they are no longer convicted of the Spirit. They are, they are, they, they, maybe we've been born into faith, we have been born into faith. I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. But you do not see the fervency of the Spirit in there. So such person can be said to be lukewarm. And you see, you become lukewarm when you begin to compromise. You dilly-dally. Elijah said, how long are you going to hold in between two opinions? Take a sharp stand. Don't just be a member of a church. Be a member of, of the body of Christ. Do you understand? Yeah. Elijah was emphatic. How long are you going to... So, in fact, the days of Elijah can be said to be the days of the, of the Laodicean church. Even though the letter came in the New Testament, but if it was to be the Old Testament, mm. that would have been a good, good example. Do you understand? Yeah. And of course, lukewarmness is a sign of a disease. And every time you have a disease and you don't quickly treat your disease, you may die. Do you get Lukewarmness is a terminal spiritual disease. It kills. It kills. So a church is said to be lukewarm when they begin to go unfaithful. When faithfulness is no longer there. When I say faithfulness, I mean you've got to be faithful to God. Faithful to the Holy Spirit. Faithful to Jesus. Faithful to your church. Faithful to yourself. Through to yourself. Faithful to your nation. When faithfulness is missing from your life, you are gradually on your way to lukewarmness. So there are so many factors that speaks about that. Do you understand? Yeah. The major signs of lukewarmness. By the time a church is getting lukewarm, now I am talking about a church. I've left talking about an individual. There is no more fire in the church. There is no more faith in the church. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. You know, um, Jude says, earnestly contend for the faith that was there. So when faith, when you are no longer contending for faith, you have gone lukewarm. All you just do is let it be as it is. As it was in the beginning, so shall it be, and so shall it be. That's, that, that is a lukewarm person. That's a lukewarm church. Mm -hmm. No more holy spirit in the church. You are no longer teaching from the Bible. Your doctrines are, are changing gradually. 
instead of laying emphasis on doctrines of repentance, of holiness, on rapture, on uh, forgiveness. You've now turned it to preaching on just one side of the scriptures for, for so long. When the word of God is dying, no more prayer, no more evangelism, no more love, no more commitment, no life, no grace, no church, no sanctification. In fact, or when you are not even struggling to live a particular sin, do you understand? Mm. Then you have, you have accepted that you, are now, you have declared yourself as a lukewarm church or as a Laodicean church. Thank you. You're welcome. What are the signs of lukewarmness? The signs? Yeah. The signs are just... By the time you notice that your heart, your yearning, your hunger, you are no longer hungry for God, you have already become lukewarm. Maybe you are an individual or as a church, a denomination, whatever. What you have been doing before, you have been doing evangelism before. The word of God is doing that. You have set things apart, apart, yes. And you now have your own agenda. You have actually become lukewarm. Mm. Now, don't forget that we just said lukewarm church. They are still a church. They are still a church, but they are lukewarm. Mm. The church thing is what is deceiving people. But the lukewarmness does not deceive. So when you now match lukewarmness plus church, you are still a church. People will come to you because you are a church. Mm. But people do not suspect that you have gone lukewarm. Mm. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Now, what is another name that can be, that can be used for this uh, lukewarm church? Oh, Jesus said, you are not hot. You are not cold. Yeah. I will, I, I will spill you out. Mm. So the lukewarm church can be, can be called a church that makes Jesus sick. <laughs> a church that makes Jesus want to vomit. I will vomit out of my mouth. So the question now is, so it is possible that a church makes Jesus sick. The church of Jesus that is making Jesus sick. The church that Jesus is looking at and Jesus is vomiting. I will vomit out of my mouth. So I love to refer to them as the church that makes Jesus vomit. Mm. Or the nunciating church. The church that nunciates Christ. Okay. Now, can a soul be really lukewarm? Mm. That's, that, that's a deep question. According to Christ, he has stamped them lukewarm and I agree. But even to, to, to the souls or to the Christians or to the church that claims to be lukewarm, it's not that they are lukewarm. They've only lost priority in the right things. Even the people that are lukewarm, they, they are vibrant in the wrong things. Do you understand? Yeah. They may be lukewarm in what Christ wants them to do. But in other things that Christ does not require them to do, mm. they are extremely zealous. Mm. They are vibrant. They are anointed for the wrong things. Anointed for the wrong things. Yes, sir. That's a big word. Okay, above that, what is... Above that, why is being spiritually cold better than being lukewarm? At least, those who are spiritually cold cannot pretend that they are all right. Their spiritual needs are obvious. But those who are lukewarm may have, may have just enough pretense of religion to cause them to think that they are okay. Do you get me, sir? Mm. <laughs> God's desire is, is to be all hearted to have sincere response. Mm. Anything less suggests that other things have a, higher, have a higher priority than a relationship with Christ. It's better to define yourself either as hot or cold. If you, if you claim 
to be cold and you are giving us the impression that you are hot. Do you understand? Mm. You, you are not helping yourself before God. And maybe people that see you, that, should, that, that, could, in, that could intercede for you, will take you to be hot. So you are not helping yourself. And yet, you are still misleading others. And don't forget that Christ said, if any one of you would make any of this my little one to, to fall, it would have been better you were not born. So the lukewarm people, remember that they are not hot. Mm. They are not hot. Yeah. Their real state is that they are cold. But their pretense makes them look, make them look lukewarm. So to Christ, Christ just sees them as, uh -uh. see these people who are fooling themselves. You are cold, but you are pretending to be hot. Hot. So Christ, that she look well. <laughs> At the middle. <laughs> yes. And don't forget, sir, the middle state is not allowed in Christianity. Yeah. Bible said, thou shalt be above only and not beneath. So average is a curse. Thou shalt be above only. Are you saying mediocrity? Mediocrity is a sin, of course. So thou shalt be above only. I'm quoting from Deuteronomy chapter 28. That shall not be beneath. So if you are saying cold, that shall not be cold. It's, it's in the Bible, sir. Thank you. Now, how can you overcome lukewarmness? To overcome lukewarmness? Yes. Jesus gave us two keys in this place. And I like to quote it. He says, therefore, okay, that's from verse 19. As many as I love, I rebuke. To overcome lukewarmness, number one, listen to the rebuke. It is the son that the father loves that he chastises. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah. This message may sound a bit chastising. Do you understand? Yes. But um, based on the word of Christ is what we are just saying. Christ said it. So he said, I rebuke and I chast him. Therefore, be zealous and repent. To come out of lukewarmness, You've got to be zealous. No wonder Jesus says, the zeal of my father's house has consumed me. And you repent. Lukewarmness has cure. Repentance plus zeal. It has cure. There is no problem that Jesus ever mentions that he has not given us the solution. Right in this same um, book. How do you think, how can they come to repentance? Of course. Um... The man who is lying, he knows he's lying. Mm. He's only waiting for someone that will confront him that, excuse me, sir. You are lying. You are lying. If you are not there, you are not there. If you find it difficult to study your Bible, do you need a preacher to tell you? When, when you wake up and you try to, to study the Bible and you end up dozing and on the long run you close your Bible and you get up, don't you know that you have not gained anything? No insight from the scriptures. Mm. When you try to pray, and it looks like your prayer is bouncing back. Don't you know that? Something Do you need a prophet to tell you? When your love is dying for Christ, when you stop evangelizing, do you need somebody to tell you? You don't need anybody. Mm. You will know the truth, and the truth it will set you free. free. You already know that you are lukewarm. Eh? Yeah. That you are joining a group of people and you are praying in tongues, you are scabashing. <laughs> but deep down, you, you know that after scabashing, you are still mm. going back to your old sin. Do you need somebody to tell you that you need to repent? Hmm. When you have repented, those things you used to do, you will do them, you will do them no more. 
You know yourself. The things I used to do. I do that no more. You know yourself. Yeah. Except we want to deceive ourselves. Do you understand? Yeah. <laughs> I think something concerning the churches that have been vibrant in evangelism, vibrant in prayer, vibrant in love, yes, sir. vibrant in all those areas. Yes, sir. Now they are not doing it again. Yes, sir. So because they are not doing it again, they pretend to still be on the face. So yes, it sir. makes them to be lukewarm. And one of the things that causes it many a time is some of them take God's faithfulness for granted. Hmm. When they were small, they prayed, they fasted. Hmm. But when God gives them explosion, hmm. eh, the, we, are, we are satisfied, arrived. We, have arrived. we have arrived mindset. They stop evangelism. Hmm. They feel that they have enough. Don't deceive yourself. People. When you notice that you are not growing in leaps and bounds as you used to, when you notice that you are no longer getting the kind of Holy Ghost testimonies, you know there are testimonies and there are testimonies. Yes. When you are no longer getting those kind of testimonies, you know there's a problem. Hmm. Yes. There is something in economics. Um, um, when you reach a particular point, you yeah, climax. Diminishing return. Diminishing return sets in. You know. Yeah. When you are working with God, you know. When you think you have arrived, yes. you also know. When you start backsliding in your heart, that, oh, our hands have achieved this. You will soon start going lukewarm. It's a clarion call. In fact, this goes more for those who used to be hot. If you were never hot, you may not understand what the lukewarm church looks like. Yes. Because you were never there. But for somebody whose spiritual temperature used to be higher, mm. they will understand what we are talking about. Exactly. When you sin and you go, and, you go before the Lord and you are weeping and you are crying, you know. But except you have reached a point where, you know, God has buttered your bread. Mm, sugar so you have now become a big boy in the hands of God. Big boy. Yes. In the hands of God. When you consider yourself the assistant of God. Assistant of God. <laughs> you know, the back in Jeledu It's a title. I've heard somebody saying that he's the assistant of God. <laughs> I lied. Uh, it, was, it was a terrible thing. In fact, the Lukewarm Church should be quite careful of titles. And ecclesiastical and others. Jonathan, yes. if they start to dash you post, 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 and they over promote you, even when, when everyone has not promoted you, mm. you, you may be deceived by your spiritual portfolio and not by, your, and not by, by the testimony of everyone over your life. Mm. Well, at this point, I want you to summarize what you just told us and uh, give us a word. Okay, Jesus said something. And I love it. He said, you are not hot. You are not cold. I will spit you out. You are not hot. You are not cold. Mm. It's clear he doesn't want you to be cold. He wants you to be hot. So go and get hot. If you used to be hot, go and get hotter. Mm. If, you were never, if, if you are cold, he does not want you to stay at the cold region. If you are hot, get hotter. Mm. That is the word. Hmm? Yeah. And this concerns individual. It concerns nation. It concerns churches. Mm. In fact, I was, I was in a particular nation and everything they were doing was just, you would, you, in fact, well, I thank God for the kind of Christianity practiced in Nigeria. Mm. We bless God. But when I got to that part of the, uh, of the world, I, I appreciated Nigeria more. Mm. That is not to say that you people are not trying, but you can do more. No matter the height that you have reached, mm. you can do more for Christ. 
place. This is the heart, this is the heartbeat of Christ. This is what is paining in. Hmm? Mm. This is the lamentation of Christ over his church. And I don't think it should be good for the owner of the church to be tragic, to lament over his own church. Let's make him glad. Let's, let's, let's go back to the communion of the Spirit. Mm. Let's get back on fire. Let's, let's love him more than we used to love him. Let your love not grow cold. God bless us. Thank you. Fire, fire, fire. Fire fall on me. Fire, fire, fire. Fire fall on me. Like the day of Pentecost. Fire fall on me. Like the day of Pentecost. Fire fall on me. We would like to speak to every of our listeners anywhere you are in the world. The please, Christ needs you. You can make a difference in where you are. If you decide to get on fire, if you decide to know God, and you get serious and get on fire, you can affect your community, affect your society, yes. affect your church. Family. Perhaps you are not born again, and something tells you, or perhaps you are born again, but you know that you have lost that torch. Something tells you that this is the best opportunity for you to get reconnected. Just say this after us. Father, we thank you for tonight. I thank you for the grace to have listened to your word. I'm not listening to this by chance, but you have predestined it. You have orchestrated this. Lord, send your spirit into me. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of every iniquity and set me on fire once more. Thank you, blessed Father. In Jesus' name mighty name we have prayed amen. amen god bless every of our listeners from everywhere in the world may you be blessed in jesus name amen, amen.